Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. It was an exciting Sunday in sports, one that included the Bucks taking a 2-1 series lead over the Hawks in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals, an eight-hole playoff in the PGA Tour's Travelers Championship in Connecticut, the U.S. women's gymnastics team led by Simone Biles completing its Olympic trials in St. Louis in advance of the Tokyo Olympics, and Sydney McLaughlin broke the world record in the women's 400-meter hurdles on Sunday night, qualified for her second Olympic Games during a heat-delayed final day of the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon. The 21-year-old McLaughlin recorded a time of 51.90 seconds, becoming the first woman to break the 52-second barrier. Tonight, we have Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final from Tampa between the Lightning and the Canadians as well as Game 1 of the College World Series Championship Series from Omaha between defending champion Vanderbilt and fellow SEC school Mississippi State. Good morning. It's Monday, June 28th, and this is your Morning Buzzcast. I'm David Albright, filling in for Abe Madcor. Hope you all had a good weekend and are ready for the last few days of June. Speaking of big sporting events, the Wimbledon main draw is underway, and the Fortnite will unfold under strict pandemic rules, for players and fans. Spectators will be limited to 50% capacity until the final two days when a full house of 15,000 will be admitted for the women's and men's championship matches. Those will be on July 10th and 11th. All ticket holders must show proof of coronavirus vaccination or a negative test taken within the previous 48 hours and remain masked when not in their seats. Players and coaches are required to stay in designated London hotels rather than private accommodations in the village of Wimbledon. It is among roughly 20 major events that have been granted exemptions to crowd limits by the UK government. The NCAA has drafted an interim name, image, and likeness policy outlining its rules and the enforcement of them for college athletes. Sources say that athletes in all states will have an opportunity to monetize their NIL For July 1st, that's this Thursday, if the Division I Board of Directors approves the interim policy as expected on Wednesday, the policy is meant to act as a stopgap measure until federal legislation is adopted. Under the rules, college athletes must report any NIL activities under any state law or university requirements. The NCAA's rules barring institutional play for pay remain in effect. The D1 Council is scheduled to meet today to discuss the working draft and provide feedback. We talked in the open about Vanderbilt facing Mississippi State in the College World Series Championship Series, but I can't help but look back at how the Commodores advanced to this week's battle two out of three series as the NCAA on Saturday removed North Carolina State from the tournament because of COVID cases on the team. It really was a surreal situation. NC State was supposed to meet Vanderbilt in the bracket final on Saturday afternoon, but instead Vandy advanced by default. NC State lost to Vandy 3-1 to one on Friday when they had just 13 players available for the game. NC State AD Boo Corrigan confirmed that several vaccinated NC State players 
had tested positive. Those positives were in addition to two unvaccinated players who tested positive for the virus on Friday, which due to protocols cut the Wolfpack roster in half. The NCAA at 1 a.m. local time on Saturday announced that it had removed NC State based on the recommendation of the championship medical team and the Douglas County Health Department. The NC State baseball team flew back to Raleigh where a large crowd of fans gave their team a championship-style reception when it returned. What a tough way to end a season and a reminder that we aren't completely in the clear when it comes to having the pandemic in the rearview mirror. A very cool event is taking place in Michigan as 12 women and 20 men are competing in the inaugural John Shippen Tournament, which concludes today at the Detroit Golf Club. The women's winning two-player team will earn a spot in next month's LPGA Great Lakes Bay Invitational, and the men's individual winner will get an exemption into this week's PGA Tour Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. The John Shippen is named after the nation's first black golf professional. 36-hole tournament started yesterday, created to open up opportunities for black professional and amateur golfers. It's the first of its kind on the LPGA and PGA Tours. Committee was created by a marketing firm, Intersport, and the Woods and Watts Effect to target the best candidates to play in the event. Rocket companies paid all players' expenses, including travel, lodging, and food. As part of the event, tourney officials are also hosting a business summit, virtual for this year, for upcoming or recent high school and college graduates who are interested in the golf industry. In personnel news, Utah Jazz Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations Dennis Lindsay is transitioning to an advisory role for the franchise. Lindsay joined the Jazz in 2012, serving seven years as general manager and two as executive vice president, overseeing the franchise's rise from a rebuilding team to the number one seed in the Western Conference this past season. Justin Zanuck, who was promoted to general manager in 2019, will continue in his role overseeing the Jazz's day-to-day basketball operations. Owner Ryan Smith, who was the focus of an SBJ cover story a few weeks ago, purchased the Jazz in 2020 and may use Lindsay's departure as an opportunity to see where Utah could strengthen a front office that has traditionally been lean in numbers. One name to keep an eye on, former Celtics front office head Danny Ainge, who knows Smith very well, could be involved in the team's future. In this week's issue of Sports Business Journal, we honor the class of 2021 in 40 under 40. Members of the class of 2021 have persevered and excelled in one of the most challenging business time frames in memory. Their expertise and talent was on display across the industry from media and marketing to league and team leadership, cutting edge technology. So please make sure to take a look at this year's 40 under 40 class in the June 28th issue of Sports Business Journal. And that's your SBJ Morning Buzzcast for Monday. I hope everybody has a great day en route to a productive week. We'll see you back here on Tuesday morning when Abe Madcore returns. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.